0: Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. I am your host, Megan Chappa, and I am pleased today to have somewhat of a road trip USA destination to talk about. So joining me today is Allie Crumpacker. Allie, would you give our listeners an introduction to yourself and also welcome to Travel
1: Radio Podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Megan. And hi, everyone listening. So uh, I am the executive director of Project Chimps, which is a sanctuary for former medical research chimpanzees located in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Georgia.
0: Yeah, and the reason that we're bringing this to the listeners is because maybe you can't do some sort of you know, primate off the continental U.S. kind of destination, but you could drop by these guys on one of their open days. And do a world of good with your tourism dollars. So um, let's let's just for people who want to follow along while we are while they're listening. Can you tell people how they can find you online?
1: You can go to ProjectChimps.org, and then on our main pages, if you go to the visit tab, you'll be able to look at all the different ways that you can visit us here in the United States. Like you were saying, uh, to see chimpanzees eat in the wild. You would need visas and passports and potentially, you know, a doctor's visit. You can get cleared to go to those countries. But coming to Georgia is pretty easy. And no vaccines if you go to Georgia.
0: Absolutely. All right. So, so Project Chimps were in Georgia. Whereabouts in Georgia are you?
1: So we are about two hours north of Atlanta uh, or east of Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're right at that corner of Tennessee, North Carolina, and Georgia. Mm, that's a nice area. Are you in the mountains? We are. We're right at the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. When the chimpanzees are outside in their habitat, they get to look up into the sky and, and see the skyline. So if people were to take a U.S. road trip,
0: where do you see Project Chimpanzees fitting into an itinerary? Are there other attractions
1: along the way or nearby? There are quite a few area attractions, and it just depends what type of road trip you're going on. We are only about 30 minutes away from the start of the Appalachian Trail. Mm -hmm. So for the nature lovers, there's um, cabins and campsites. Uh, A lot of people do the very first stretch of the Appalachian Trail without doing the entire hike. So we could certainly be part of that type of uh, activity. Or uh, those that are coming through for the more historical Appalachian uh, folk area. There's uh, Mercier's apple orchards. They actually donate apples to the chimpanzees. They have beautiful orchards that you can go and pick your own apples and, and drive through in the harvest season in the fall. There's a historic train downtown. And then you have to stop in at Expedition Bigfoot, which is the largest Bigfoot museum in the country. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> There's some good things. So then can we talk about the purpose of Project Chimps? You, you We kind of heard a little bit, but would you go into that a little more?
1: The chimpanzees that we are working with are retired from medical research, and the Blue Ridge area is also known for retirees in the human side. So it seemed like the perfect setting for them. Uh, They are unemployed now because they can no longer be used in medical testing, thankfully, and they needed to relocate. They were living in the lab still, uh, even though testing had stopped. So we offered them a forever home here in the mountains.
0: So, how did this project get started then? Who came up with this idea and can you give us a little bit of that background?
1: Well, back in 2015, believe it or not, testing was still happening on chimpanzees. Mm -hmm. And the laws changed that year that made it illegal for any great apes, and that's gorillas, orangutans, chimpanzees, and bonobos, to be used in invasive medical testing. What that still means is that you might still see some of those apes being used in cognitive testing, like the learning studies where you see them learning sign language, because that's not considered invasive. The invasive testing was really where they were being used for vaccines or blood test studies where they might need to have biopsies of their different organs taken at different times. Mm -hmm. So that can no longer be done in these species. And in 2015, when that law changed, there were 700 chimpanzees still in laboratory testing. That's a lot. So the it it it's a ton, and while there are a couple other facilities that could have taken a handful of those chimps, the folks that were really at the front line getting that law changed realized that they now had to turn their attention on what do we do with all these chimps that we just freed from testing? Where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. And they formed our original founding board, and they located this property here in Georgia and got us set up. And by 2016, just one year later, we started having chimpanzees living here.
0: Of those 700, how many did you end up with?
1: So we currently have 79 chimpanzees in residence and we have another 126 that we are committed to. And all of those, the ones we have and the ones we're committed to are all coming from one laboratory.
0: Oh man, what's going to happen to the other ones?
1: There are some other uh, sanctuaries that are working with other labs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are working with the lab that had the largest population at that time. So of those 700, um, 220 and more were at this one location.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's great. I'm glad you guys are taking such a large population. That's wonderful. So we know how yeah. many you have on site. We know how many you attempt to house in the future. We know where you're getting the animals from, um, and we know that the legal set has changed. So these were all questions that I wanted to know. Thank you for answering them. Um, yep. When you get the chimps, I mean, I've seen them online, they look really social and gentle. When they arrive, do you find that they have anxieties or something like we might consider PTSD in humans? And if the, if you find that you have something like this, is it difficult to house them or...?
1: So for for better or worse, all of these chimps were living in small family groups, so they know each other. Oh. Nobody was individually housed, they're not coming in as strangers because we are committed to that one large population. A lot of them are related, you know, either siblings or cousins or, or what would you have. So they they have some um, reassurance within the group that we move. But unlike us, of course, you can explain, hey, we're getting a new house. We're moving across country. It's going to be great and awesome. Um, they don't know that. All they know is that strangers are putting them in a strange vehicle, driving to a strange location, and everything's different. Hmm. And when that happened to them, they were put into tests. So while they haven't been tested on in years, it has to be that for some of these guys, uh, particularly the older ones, that that memory of strangers came and took me somewhere. Now something awful is going to happen. Yeah. So you do see a lot of trepidation when they first arrive because they just don't know. They don't trust you. They don't know what is about to happen. And it takes a while for them to acclimate and build up that trust with our caregiving team. But we have found that with each new group of chimps, because there are other chimps that they recognize... And who recognize them, that they acclimate and calm down a lot faster because we assume that the other groups are able to indicate and, and explain to them that nothing bad has happened.
0: Oh, wonderful. So then, you know, do you let them, can you talk about the enclosure area a little bit? Because what I want to, sure. I guess what I want to know is how, when you get them, how long before you can
1: turn them into the general population? When they first come in, we, we do a quarantine hold. It's also an acclimation period because we do have to drive across four states to get them from the lab to our oh, location. Wow. So in order to make sure that everyone arrived just as healthy as they left, we do uh, keep them in their in the group that they came with. They'll go into one um, house area and they work with a limited number of staff. And that also just helps them get used to those individuals and, and figure out the routine. But it allows us to monitor their health upon arrival, taking different... Um, samples to make sure that they're healthy before they start mixing with the other chimps that are already here and already healthy. Mm-hmm. So that takes about 30 days. And oh, at wow. that point, they're, they're given the opportunity to go out into the open air yard and they can go visit, um, still with some distance, not physically, but they can go visit and interact with the chimps in the other buildings and start getting to uh, know each other and see each other and, and just communicate from a safe distance. Chimps, as you probably understand, are really strong and we don't want to ever set any of those individuals up to where they might have a conflict right off. So we always make sure that there's a safe distance where they can see and talk, uh, if you will, to each other without Mm -hmm. physically interacting until we can make sure that they're actually friendly.
0: Okay. Awesome. This is really well thought out. I really am enjoying this just whole interaction with you. So thank you very much. Um, Sure.
1: How old is your oldest chimp that you have there? Uh, Back in November, we got two new groups of chimps. And with that is some of our now oldest residents, and that includes Greg, who will be turning 40 this fall.
0: Oh, my gosh. And
1: uh, we have a couple of chimps that are in their 30s. And our youngest ones are actually, they just turned nine years old. So we have a nice range from there. But still waiting at the lab, there's a 52-year-old.
0: Oh. So how long does a chimp typically live?
1: They can live into their 50s. Unfortunately, with uh, great apes in captivity, not just with chimps, Um, they can suffer um, cardiac issues Mm -hmm. because of the lack of exercise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you, you won't find a lot of very old chimps in captivity. But we're hoping, at least with these younger ones that we're getting, that they have the ability to run and stretch their legs. The yards that they have here are three acres, and there's trees and valleys and hills. So they have lots of exercise opportunities if they so choose. Uh, so we're hoping that through those activities and experiences, they will experience better overall health as they get into their older years.
0: Wonderful. So can you re- just describe once a chimp is finally allowed to enter the larger area? You know, what that, I I imagine it's, I saw um, one of your YouTube videos, but I imagine seeing it in person is <laughs> I mean, it would be teary-eyed for me to experience it. But could you describe, you know,
1: discovering the open area for the first time? For everyone listening, you absolutely have to go to our YouTube channel, just Project Chimps, and find our going outside for the first time video. There is over 3 million views on that one. And it's just absolutely amazing to see these chimps look at this door. I mean, imagine that you've been in your living room now for 30 days and a part of the wall opens up that you never even realized was a door. (laughs) So your first reaction is to freak out, right? (laughs) Because you didn't know that that part of the wall was going to move ever. And all of a sudden it does. And it leads you to the backyard that you've only ever been able to see and never touch and go outside. in. so there's always that moment of Am I dreaming this? <laughs> is it real? Is it safe? Mm-hmm. Do I walk on dirt? I never touch dirt. The grass feels weird. Oh, my God, a <laughs> bee just stung me. What is that? <laughs> so we have all these different types of experiences. And our videos capture all of that so you can see the different versions. Some of the chimps burst right out, and they're, you know, their hair is on end. They're all bristled up, and they're just ready for the attack, oh. and they're courageous. And you have others that are like, oh, I'm not going out. Are you going out? No, well, nope, we're definitely not going out. <laughs> uh,
0: and then they discover that there's oranges yeah. and peanuts in the grass.
1: Yes, yes. Um, we have some that are so bonded with each other that when one is courageous enough to go out, but their buddy is not, we've seen them actually go outside, pick up some of the, the nuts and the fruits that we've scattered, and bring it back inside and share it with their friend who didn't come out.
0: Oh, they're so sweet. Oh, that's really wonderful. So um, it sounds like, I know you have six acres, is it, allotted to the chimpanzees? And maybe it's divided into two sections of three. Is that correct?
1: Uh, Yes, you have it exactly correct. So the peach tree habitat is six acres. Uh, There are five different chimp houses that are attached to the peach tree habitat. And that way the chimps take turns going outside and they can visit and show off to the other chimps. Uh, on their porches, and that helps our behavior team identify who we should introduce to who to form even larger family groups. In the wild, they would live in family groups of 50 to 150. Oh, wow. And currently, we have groups that range in size from 10 to 16. Okay. So we're really interested in trying to build the different generations and the different genders to make a more natural balance in the family groups.
0: So. Can we talk about the staff's qualifications? Because it just sounds like you have some really attentive and you know well-studied people there.
1: Do you? Would you like to talk about that for a moment? Sure. Uh, our personnel varies between paid staff and, of course, volunteers. Uh, this area has been robust in individuals that have come forward to learn how to help us. We have over 200 active volunteers that come in every single week and prepare the food and the diets and really make sure that our staff can focus on the actual health and behavior of these individuals. And for that, about 10% of our staff have their master's degree in primatology or primate behavior studies specifically. So they're really able to... Oh, assess the different individuals and what might help them because they can't tell us, obviously, what mm-hmm. it is triggering them because we don't know what triggered them in the past and sometimes we can figure it out through patterns. But they can't just tell us, I'm scared of people with beards. Right. <laughs> so, right. you know, like we have to figure that out and then, and then help them uh, ease into understanding that whatever may have harmed them in the past is not going to harm them now. Great. So
0: then um, let's talk about when guests want to come and visit, what, what will they be able to see? Uh, how, yes, how close will they get to see? Are they behind glass? What are some options for people with the chimpanzees?
1: So one of the questions we always get when people are thinking about visiting is, can I hug a chimp? That's right. The is no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, we don't touch the chimps. Uh, our, our goal here with the chimpanzees is to Become their servants and not their friends. Mm -hmm. We want to be, you know, them them to trust us, but we want them to get reassurance from each other. We want them to have love relationships with each other. So we do not interact with them physically. Yes. Beyond medical care. So with visitors, they are able to come and observe the chimps in the habitat. If the chimps want to be seen, because it's really their time to live, right? We want them to have that choice. So unlike, say, a zoo exhibit that is designed where, no matter where the animal is, you can find them and see them, this is really designed where the people are on display, and the chimps get to come to a window and look at you. Mm-hmm. So one of the activities that we put on, we've, we have learned uh, through trial and error that the chimps really, really like children. Mm-hmm. So we put on a chimper treat parade where we invite members of the community to bring their children in costume and put on a parade for the chimps that's awesome (laughs) i saw it i want to bring (laughs) my kids this year yeah and then but the chimpanzees love guests they love seeing like who's coming and, and what they're dressed in and what they're doing so there's uh windows that the chimps come to and can see the people that are passing by and obviously the chimps are at the windows and you can see them that's exciting
0: so then i saw that um I saw that on your webpage, you offer your facility for rental, even with a suggestion of weddings on property. What would something like that look like? Because you have the six acre enclosure, but you also have like a 200 plus acre actual property.
1: Is that correct? The sanctuary itself is is 236 acres and about 40 acres of that is designated as chimp areas, and the chimps have access to six acres right now. I will be expanding that for them in the future. Wonderful. Um, So uh, events like a private party, family reunion, et cetera, would be on the outside areas. We have a beautiful pond and a cabin uh, with gazebos and and small hiking trails, and you can hear the chimps from there. And Mm. then at some point during those events, you would be offered a guided tour to where the chimps actually are. The party itself would not be in disturbance of the chimps but it would be more like the chimps are just in the background. But a, that's still exciting.
0: And the rentals Absolutely. help to to pay for all, mm-hmm. the, all the upkeep. And also, I yeah, don't he, think you're he, charging enough money. I saw your costs. I'm not going <laughs> to tell people what it is. You have to go
1: and look. It's a bargain, so go book it. <laughs> the, the average cost per year per chimp is $22,000. So any, any donations of any... Uh, Amount are always useful to make sure that we can provide quality care to each chimpanzee with us, as well as expand our property for those 126 that are still waiting at the lab, wondering why they're still there.
0: Yep, and we are actually. I will post. I saw you have an Amazon wish list, and I will post that in the show notes so that people can just click right through to it. Uh, and that is an Amazon wish list where there are things indicated that they use regularly that they could, you know, you could buy it for them so that they don't have to make that out-of-pocket expense and you can just buy it, pay for it, and it gets shipped right to them. So that's another great option.
1: Absolutely. It helps keep our pantry stocked.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So can we talk
1: about um, volunteer opportunities? Sure. There are uh, different ways to volunteer right now. For individuals that live in the area or are coming here frequently, they can join our standard volunteer program. They attend an orientation and uh, we ask for eight hours per month as a regular commitment to be an active volunteer mm-hmm. but there's other opportunities for those that can only travel in uh called chimpcation so chimpanzees plus vacation yes and it's a five-day full immersive experience uh, we do charge for that but we provide all the training um we provide lunches even while you're here on property and you get a little bit of every single department in every area in that five-day chimpcation package that's exciting there's a a college version of that called the for alternative spring break programs. And then uh, there's also internships for college students that are able to dedicate a whole semester. We have housing on property. So you get to fall asleep to chimps, you know, talking to the moon and (laughs) uh, and they, they do 12 weeks again of full-time work uh, under the guidance of some of our staff that, have similar, similar degrees that those interns might be going for.
0: Oh, wonderful. Do you have any age restrictions for visitors or volunteers?
1: For volunteers right now, for the standard program, we are looking at 18 and up. Um, we are working with some teenagers if their parents are with them. Mm-hmm. But there's also service activities that could be coordinated with youth groups. Okay. All the way down to, uh, you know, the youngest Daisy and Cub Scout levels we've had come out and help us make chimpanzee toys or do some habitat cleanup. And then, of course, they get a tour of the chimps at the end of their service project.
0: Oh, man, that is a great Girl Scout, Boy Scout project. And Boy Scouts, you know, yeah. they do these Eagle Scout projects where they make all kinds of creative things like benches. And yeah, you need Eagle Scouts. Jump on this. Yeah, we had a we couple do. Eagle- we
1: already have some Girl Scouts that completed a greenhouse for us made out of recycled soda bottles.
0: Cool. That's really cool. That's good to hear. All right. Good on the Girl Scouts. So are there any um, risks or considerations for visitors prior to their arrival that we should know about or think about?
1: Just like coming to any outdoor area, we it's a mostly outside property on gravel roads. So weather considerations, of course, uh, making sure that you have sun protection, a bottled water to drink that you're not going to be overheated, that you're wearing the proper shoes to walk on a gravel hike. And really, that, that's the only consideration. We do actually offer a small golf cart to help drive individuals that may not be able to traverse our hikes for the whole duration of the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's minimal risk from the chimps to the humans because we don't allow anyone to get that close.
0: Gotcha. So how, how much walking do you think there is involved? How long is a typical tour?
1: The typical tour takes about 45 minutes to an hour, just depending how fast you walk. Uh, but it's a, it's a nice incline. So while it's only about a half mile walk, it is a fairly steep uh, incline that we happen to be on. Cause again, we're in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains.
0: Sure. Sure. That's just your glute workout. It's all right, people. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Okay, we know about our Amazon wish list. Um, how else are you guys accepting donations? Uh, we
1: will absolutely take credit cards, cash, and checks at any time. Uh, in kind goods, in addition to the wish list, again for folks that may be driving in or driving past, uh, we also keep a list on our website under the Donate Wish List tab of items that you might have secondhand that you could donate. Um, so you can just go there and see what we're looking for. If you can include things like tools and hoses and you know gardening supplies if you're downsizing that we're just looking to upgrade or replace our own equipment for our staff and volunteers.
0: So Ellie, if people can't make it to Georgia, but they or maybe you know there's a teacher that's doing a unit on chimpanzees, could you offer them something as a means of, you know, interacting with Project Chimp but not being on site?
1: So we have two options for that. We we can certainly set up a online uh, Skype, FaceTime type of platform for that teacher application. We also take Project Chimps on the road, and by that I don't mean we take the chimps on the road. Uh, we take our um, presentation and some information about the chimpanzees, and we can set up at a convention center or a library and invite locals who are interested about what we do. But haven't yet made the decision to come visit us in person, they can come and speak with myself or one of our representatives in their hometown and learn more about us. And all of that is going to be on our off-site events tab on our website.
0: And you have a big, beautiful trailer with your logo on it, correct?
1: We do. It's the trailer that we actually moved the chimpanzees when we are getting a new group from Louisiana and bringing them up to Georgia. But outside of the times that it's used for chimps, we actually set it up as a mobile museum and we'll take that on the road as well.
0: Cool. All right. Those are some good options. All right. I will post all the links to those uh, options in the show notes so people can click right through if they're not already on your website. All right. Good information. Perfect. So one last question before I let you go. Would you tell us in your own personal experiences at Project Chimps what either surprised you or was just a really touching moment that you weren't expecting to happen, but that you got to experience firsthand?
1: Alex, who's one of our older chimps, has been at five different labs. And we know this because each of the chimps has a tattoo on their body. So we can look up in their records uh, where they've been, where they've traveled, what experiments they may have been used in. And he's he's been significantly used uh, in lots of different places for lots of different things. So much so that his voice is really, um, hoarse because his esophagus is scarred from how many times um, tubes were put down his throat. But for him, we were really looking forward to him enjoying the outdoors. And Alex does not like the outdoors. He's mm. scared of it. He's so scared of it to the point that he was with us uh, for almost a full year before he went outside more than five feet. And I uh, happened to be present when he did this. It was announced over the radio because it was a big deal that Alex was outside. Uh, and even though he was only five feet away from the door to his home, he was visibly trembling. Aww. And he kept reaching out his hand to his alpha, which is Kareem. And Kareem wasn't going to him, but he wasn't leaving his side. He was making eye contact and then taking a step backwards. <sighs> and, that, and that was Kareem's way of saying, I'm here for you, but you got to keep coming out. Yeah. And, you know, eventually Alex was, uh, Done with that experience, so Kareem did go and give him some physical reassurance. And as soon as he got that, Alex went back inside. Oh. and it, it's con- it's continued a little bit each time. Alex still doesn't go explore into the tree line. He, he won't leave sight of the door to his home, but he's getting braver each time, but it's been a really slow um, process for him because it's we we can only imagine what he went through in the past for him to have this much hesitation and fear about leaving the sanctity of his bedroom.
0: That is so sad. So I imagine that the goodies that you guys hide around right near the door get taken quickly. So how do you make sure that he still has some, do you just supplement his food or how do you? Well,
1: everyone gets, gets food inside and outside. So we, we never force them to go outside. Uh, we The food that's placed outside is to encourage them to forage and, and kind of like a hide and seek game every day. Fun. But they they always have food inside as well, particularly the ones that, like Alex, we're not going to push him further than he wants to go at any given time. So he, he gets a lot of his goodies inside after everyone else leaves.
0: <laughs> Maybe he's just smarter than everyone else. Maybe that's... <laughs> Could certainly be. Well, thank you so much for that story. Uh, Before we conclude, is there anything I've missed or that you want to um, share with listeners before we conclude the podcast?
1: I hope that everyone listening gets the opportunity to visit us online and then book one of their visits for in person at some point in the near future wonderful
0: thank you for joining me on the podcast today and i will put links to all things project chimp including a couple wonderful youtube videos in the show notes so Allie, thanks for joining me today thank you so much megan yeah this is megan chapa of the travel radio podcast saying good night